0: I pay my respects to the traditional custodians of the land from which I'm able to create, record, and share this podcast. Hey folks, you're back with another episode of Conversations in Colour with your host, Sarah. Today we are in conversation with Daisy Ndutta, a multidisciplinary artist who's done work from audio engineering to performing arts, radio, and curating. Daisy shares with us her story of growing up in Kenya and the experiences that have shaped her as an artist today. We get deep about spirituality, knowing who you are on this earth, and how this contributes to creating meaningful art. We hope that you can relate to this conversation in a way that's unique to you. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Hi, Daisy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming onto this podcast. I think you were one of the first people. Actually, you were the first person I wanted to interview.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Okay. But
0: I think I was intimidated. Whoa. Yeah. Why? The truth is coming out now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. But okay. I'm really happy that you're here
1: now. Yeah, thanks for having and me. I get to
0: talk. So, if no one were to know you, at all how would you i guess
1: describe yourself daisy who am i okay cool i am i'm kenyan i live in melbourne i am an artist i am a podcast host at Razi. i'm an audio engineer i am a creative producer and i'm getting around rating recently what else about me i am an introvert which i don't know if a lot of people know yeah and i just like being chill and calmness man i like calm spaces Mm. when it gets hectic sometimes it gets overwhelming yeah it's weird that you said you're an introvert
0: because i wasn't expecting you to say that but it's (laughs) i think it's like it's cool because yeah like you said not a lot of people know that before i came out here to do this i was just thinking about the first time we met and i was like what was my first impression of daisy yeah what was it yeah so where did we meet at white yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that like some event you had this calm energy and when like everyone was dancing and listening to music and vibing and i remember we were just talking about i don't even know how we started talking yeah i think you were with someone and they introduced
1: yeah yeah yeah. i actually I like- had come to say goodbye to a friend um yeah. Zeta, and yeah. then he was like, oh, this is Sarah. She's trying to start a podcast. And he was like, <laughs> Daisy has a podcast. <laughs> and that's how we started talking. Wow, he yeah. plugged me in. After that night, I don't
0: know, we had an interaction. And we added each other on Facebook. And then you sent me, like, a paragraph of all this information. Like, you told me to check out the the read. You told me to check out, like, all these other podcasts. And then you directed me to your podcast. I was like... Oh my god! It's so refreshing meeting someone who makes themselves so available to someone like that.
1: I thought you were really nice. That okay, was my great. impression <laughs> of you. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. It, I guess it was just easy. Also, you you can you can feel energy, and you, you know you can match energy or not. And I guess that's what you're saying about like yeah. even personalities in that space. And that's just why it was easy to just navigate that. Xander's cool, so yeah. I think I there was a level of trust not that it was needed but like because he he introduced me to you I was like okay cool cool cool." yeah
0: yeah yeah and I think that's true like with certain people you kind of trust their intuition Mm. with the people they surround themselves with but meeting you and talking to you was very authentic (laughs) anyway Mm -hmm. um what have you been up to recently in terms of creative work
1: Another music gig was the last thing that I did, which is a week ago. So, and before that, I had a print show. So right now, I'm just chilling. Honestly, uh, I have only one more show to do. It's not even my show, but I'm engineering for someone's show next month, and then I'm done for the year. Like I'm just. To know what I that just show want is. to. It's a secret show. It's Tender McFly's secret show. So nice. it is a secret. <laughs> uh, if you go on Facebook, or, I don't know, man. It's a secret show, so I actually don't know. A lot about the show. (laughs) That's how secret it is. So I'm pretty excited for that just because he's a pretty cool artist and um, Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Yeah. Just from what he's told me, I'm like, okay, it sounds like a cool, cool thing to do. And what does he do? Poetry? Yeah, and he's also a musician, actually. Oh. When I I met Tender Like when I had first moved to Melbourne. I think he had also just moved to Melbourne from some state. Don't remember. I don't know if he had just moved. Anyway, but it was at Afro Hub. He was, I think, my second or third time at Afrohab and he was rapping, so nice. I knew he was a musician. And then yeah. I was like, "Oh, he's a he's a poet." Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um. But we actually, yeah, I guess we just overlap. We had friends. We were not friends. Like we we didn't interact like till recently, actually. Mm. So, yeah. So right now, that's all I got to do. And then I'm on holiday, <laughs> as if. But yeah, like it's uh, there's no more projects until next year. Cool. Which is great for me because I get to take a breather as well. Yeah, I feel like I've been just running of continuously. Of and work.
0: if it, like anyone who knows you knows that you're you're just constantly on the go. You're not the type of person who kind of waits for things to come around. I feel like you're very intuitive with knowing who to work with and knowing the right time to pursue certain things.
1: That's interesting you said that. Yeah, you put to say into very intuitive, and you know who to work with and when quite frankly i don't (laughs) i really don't a lot of it just kind of falls into place and i think that's one thing um i've heard a couple of people say they haven't said in those words i was like oh that's a really interesting word choice um yeah but i've had people just think you know i have it ready it's like nah bro a similar took me like years to get together you know or at least at the very least the ideas came together in like a year when you come for the show it looks like oh my god this is incredible Mm. you came up with this like you know Mm. it looks pretty recent but it doesn't um and i think because there's just been a consecutive i I think the products i've been involved in have been following each other Mm. it looks like i had you know i had a plan like i'm following no it just happened to have gone there um but i think i just thought that's important to say just because sometimes things just when the time's right the time's right and last year i was dry yeah. For the longest time, especially after I finished uni, for like eight months, I did absolutely no creative work, like actively is what I mean, like putting out work or something. And it was, it was bad. Like it was, it was boring. It was sad. It was demoralizing. It was like, mm. oh, I have all these ideas, mm. but where are they going? And sometimes yeah. it was just like creative block. And you try mm. and work on something, and nothing works. So sometimes it looks like it, it took a shorter time or yeah. um. I guess what you're saying about constantly working is you just don't choose when ideas come. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess constantly working is not a lie. It's something that's always always happening. yeah, I think that's a good point, actually. We tend to
0: glaze over how long these processes actually take. Mm. Yeah. Um, sometimes they just kind of come out of nowhere, and sometimes they take a good year or a few years in the making. Do you think that things just kind of fall into place when they naturally should? Or do you think that you have to make Mm. those things happen in your experience?
1: I think the right timing is just the right timing. And sometimes we just don't know when that is. Um, And sometimes we think... um, I listened to this podcast, Jesus and Joloff, and like one of the the things Yvonne Orji said, who's one of the hosts, was like, you know, sometimes we think we're ready for our blessings, but we just really aren't and sometimes you mm. hold on to something but you got to let it go because it's just not it's just not meant to be yeah. and you try you keep trying to make it work and then it just doesn't and i've been in that place where i've held on to something for so long and it's like man this is actually not working out yeah. and it it's cuz you put in so much energy and so much effort and work that you're thinking ah, now i got to let it go you know um but in times right it's right like all these opportunities that i have right now or i've had this year alone I asked for all of these things last year yeah I wrote them down last year I was like this yeah. is, these are things I'd like to do That's and I didn't time. do most of them I did like um every year I just write down things I'd like to do I don't call them resolutions because I don't think they are it's just stuff I'd be like oh it would be cool if this happens um and then I mean, at the end yeah. of the year I'm like okay what did I do what I didn't and then I push it into the next one so the timing was just right this year and like now in hindsight I'm like I see why it was right. I wasn't ready. I was not ready for those blessings last year. Um, so I do think sometimes we just need to be open and we also plan too much into the future, yeah, as humans. Totally. And it's such a weakness that we forget we just forget to be present. And presence mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily just mean whatever you're doing in the moment, like having this conversation. It's like actively just being where you're at, where you're at. Yeah. And not being like in five years. You can't plan too much into the future. you got to do what you got to do now. And then everything else will just fall into place. Do you think that you kind of manifest
0: those dreams? And then when you let yourself be present and to let them go, that they come back for you at the right
1: time? Definitely. As much as I'm saying, like, go with the flow, like, let it be. You also have to work towards certain things, you know. Well, realistically, you have to push towards that. You just can't plan everything about it so me writing them down last year and asking for them last year was me trying to start manifest you know building that dream or idea that i wanted to do something and then i just wasn't able to do it last year and because i stayed trying to get it done or trying to get towards it i eventually fell into it yeah this year because then it was the right time to do it yeah so yeah it's definitely some form of manifestation you just gotta believe and be patient as well patience is difficult it it's is. not as easy as saying it the way i'm saying it now it's just it's something that you learn and it's it's a really difficult process and you know we're living in a world where you can literally i think comparison is that at its biggest <laughs> without necessarily being like i'm comparing you to this person or, i'm yeah. comparing myself to this person but, especially within the creative yeah. scene, i guess and even just what you said at the beginning like you know you didn't interview me because you were so intimidated mm, like definitely um and i'm not knocking you for it it's just like i felt that as well like yeah. le- last year when i was doing nothing you go to spaces and people are like, what are you working on and you're d- not yeah. doing anything and yeah. they're like i'm doing this this i was around people who were making music all the freaking time and i was there like cool what am i doing you know yeah. and none of them projected that on me it was just my insecurities and me being like feeling like i need to do something yeah but i wasn't able to and the reason i wasn't able to is probably because i was still wrapped to run you know me trying to figure out what am i doing but everyone's space is different that's so true and if it takes you five years cool five years but be happy with the process honestly the process is the most beautiful thing and Even me being able to talk like this, I would not be talking like this last year. It's growth, you know, it's growth and it's having to go through that to also realise like, wow, I'm, you know, I needed it. I needed to, I needed things to fall in the way they did. Yeah. I really appreciate you talking
0: so openly about this. Following your dreams or following your passions isn't as black and white as it sounds. Mm. It takes a lot of, like you said, patience. And patience isn't something natural. It's actually learned. And you can only learn patience through experience and through being at peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. Being in that present moment. I, I read your blog that you did during uni. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you <must> be... <laughs> Um But one of the things you wrote was about how when you moved here you were on a kind of journey of self-awareness that would have been two years ago already right when I, I moved here yeah when did i move here three years ago three years ago what what does self-awareness mean to you and where where are you now with that journey wait what that was on the blog that was on the blog right, i need to go back to this vlog
1: <laughs> because i'm surprised i was on there well, I um, in this present moment what does self-awareness mean to you Ooh, self-awareness i think it's just getting to getting to understand how you operate within your body your mind your habits and who you who you are in sense of the spaces that you're in i think self-awareness for me was i i realized i actually did not know myself and it, of course, it took a couple of years to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I kind of know where I'm at. And even up until last year, in fact, Christmas of last year, that was huge. Like it was like a slap in the face, mm. um, because something happened on that day, and I was like, wow, who who is this person? You know? And you know when you can feel, I don't know how to describe this, but sometimes you can feel like you're doing something, but that's not you. Mm. And even you're like, that's Why? not a me thing to do. Mm and um and even people pointing out things where they're like uh that is not so unlike you but it's things that are so me yeah. that's when i realized like there was there was an idea that i was in on which was what people projected on yeah. me because of some little things about me that are true but the idea of me was so limited and also you change as time goes. Like I was I was an extrovert at some point in my life and you know I used to talk a lot and that's I remember funny. one day I was sitting next to my auntie and she's like this is actually three years ago when I went on holiday with my family and she's like Why Dave they call me that They're like you don't even talk you don't talk much like you used to And I still remember her saying that because I thought about it for a very long time and I was like that's true But I don't know why But you know again you evolve, you change and the way i interact in spaces is different like i hate the spotlight so Mm. i guess that's why even with my work i just tend to do a lot of things that don't involve being in spotlight and i came to that conclusion not conclusion but like i came to that realization recently because i was like oh my god actually the things that i do involve me being nowhere in the spotlight but i enjoy doing it and i love it yeah and the things that involve spotlight i'm like ah Mm -hmm. you know um I used to be like a performer. I used to be on stage. I used to do all my family gatherings singing wow. and stuff. Like, in, I was that kid who always he had a slot because mm. I'd always have something to do or say. But I'm not that kid anymore because i that's just not who I am. So, you, you can't be the same person, is what I'm saying. Like, self awareness means just getting to understand yourself as you change and creating room to be with yourself. Yeah. I am so happy and cool being alone and it can be dangerous sometimes um for people but it just allows you to also reflect and be introspective Mm. um yeah and just getting to understand you
0: whatever that means introspection i feel like would help the world so much and it's funny that you say that you used to be an extrovert but now you're an introvert again i like (laughs) oh my god i feel that isn't it weird how the natural progression of I don't know, of being a a sociable or a social animal is you go from being an introvert to an extrovert. I feel like there's this idea that that's Mm. what it is.
1: Right, okay. I I don't
0: feel like we ever look at it like, oh, okay, you can be an extrovert and then as you grow or as you develop or go through certain things, then you become an introvert. (laughs) And even looking at it from that perspective, I feel like, There's, I don't know, like a negative connotation with being an introvert. Yeah. And even for me, a lot of the times I feel like I've been going back into myself and there's a pressure, again, not from anyone else necessarily, but from myself that maybe I shouldn't be an introvert. Maybe I should try and be more out there. Maybe I should try and enjoy myself more in certain spaces because there's a certain... Social expectation that if you're outgoing and you speak to people and you go out of your way to surround yourself with people all the time, that you'll be better liked or this or that. I think being an introvert is it's it's not a bad thing. It's cool.
1: Yeah. 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 And there's spaces for it. And then yeah. that was a, a, another one. Like you need to self-awareness wise. Like you, you kind of need to know yourself so that you know the spaces like you need to be in and to be out of as well. And I went to get out too. Cuz sometimes you genuinely want to be somewhere but you get there and it's like I need to get out. Mm. And getting out is usually a hard one. Like I used to go for gigs. Sometimes I still do it. And like as soon as the show is over, I'm out I'm not going to stay even if I know 90% of the people in fact most times when I know a lot of people there I'll mm. actually leave because I don't have the energy for that interaction whatever that interaction is going to be and I know like 90% of it is going to be small talk yeah. and it's fine because you know there's spaces for that stuff but I, if I know I'm going to be uncomfortable I'll take myself out of that situation before I put myself in it Yeah. so yeah and I'd leave and I'll message the person like hey here's feedback from the show yeah cool and there's people who relish in it.
0: And either either one is fine. Whether yeah. you're that person who wants to talk to everyone in that space or you know a lot of people and you want to have that small talk, that's good. You do your thing. But also, it's okay to not want to have to small talk with people. Mm-hmm. It's okay to want to go home or not even show up to certain things. And at the end of the day, it's not personal. I guess it's really validating to hear someone else who is very passionate about their work to say that... You know, sometimes you just don't want to be around people. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about you. So you're from Kenya originally?
1: Yeah,
0: man. How, do you have any sisters or brothers?
1: Yeah, I have one sister. She does a lot of environmental stuff, which is dope. She plants a lot of trees too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like I was whispering. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She I have a like, sister. She just goes around planting trees? I just have one, one sister. Uh, kind of, actually. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They organise, like, just cheap planting days because there's a lot of deforestation. That's in so cool. I know. That's why, you know... She's a cool person Yeah, yeah Probably clever that- Nah she's not cooler than me
0: How old <laughs> Is she a lot older
1: than you? She's five years older Yeah So it's not that much Yeah When I was younger It felt like a big gap Because of course She want to hang out with me But you know <laughs> When we got older The gap became smaller yeah. She actually really did not Want to hang out with me <laughs> Understandably Like I know myself as a kid So yeah. I don't blame her What's your family like? Well, that is a pretty vague question. Yeah, it is. It's very vague. (laughs) What do you mean, what's my family like? I don't know. Like, what what do your parents do? Both my parents are in business. My mom does a lot of things, but her main is like, she runs a restaurant. She owns a restaurant in Nairobi. My dad um, lives in a different city. Um, He lives in Meru and he runs a water company. And my grandparents are farmers. Well, I have one living grandma now at the moment. So she's a farmer. Cool. That's pretty much it. But I have, you know, African families are huge, man. Mm. Well, not on my dad's side. My mom's side's extended family is pretty big. Pretty big. Uh, I have cousins who I actually do not know. That's how big it is.
0: Yeah. Yep. And that's that's okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm
1: probably never man, gonna be family to gatherings know all of them. are lit. <laughs> <laughs> the introductions take like two hours or something.
0: Because there's just like, too oh, many people. Is done. <laughs> Brav,
1: we have a whole introductory s- session, you yeah. know. You end up marrying your cousin, and you don't know. So you need to know who's <laughs> who, man. I'm
0: Damn. joking, but I'm also not joking.
1: Like, <laughs> no, I. That's that you're not joking. <laughs> yeah, so there's <laughs> the a lot of Dangerous territory. Oof. <laughs> so many, but yeah, I probably have more like not cousins, but like nieces and nephews that I do not know because you yeah. know. Um,
0: how was it like growing up? In, did you grow up in Nairobi?
1: Yes, yeah. I was born and raised in Nairobi. Uh, it was cool. Do you want to private school? Uh yes, but you know, there's levels of private school, man. Yeah. Like even private school has its own levels. Yeah. Um, what was it like growing up? I grew up in Nairobi predominantly, but you know, Nairobi is pretty big too. So, couple of neighborhoods. We moved to fair, not too much. My sister probably moved more than I did, cause my dad like worked around different cities yeah I kind of grew up in the hood actually not kind of I did grow up in the hood like for most of it what was the like hood hood I don't know how to describe like the hood because you wouldn't get it like if I say the neighborhood you kind of wouldn't get it but um it was like like gunshots hood is what I mean like yeah and a lot of people actually do not know that and I hate it when people just assume no I will never correct anybody because that's none of my business in Mm -hmm. the sense that your assumptions are your assumptions yeah and then we just gradually just moved and moved and i was like you know when you um i think trevor Noah said something like this when you grow up poor you don't know your poor because everyone around you is so yeah. you don't know better until you see better so as we moved i was like oh there's something better you know or yeah. you go to like your cousin's place and you're like oh these houses are nice or shit like that um yeah and so my foundation like my parents my my parents are not rich at mm. all Um, But they were really hard working And you know They took so many risks And I think that's part of the reason Like, I guess I'm a bit disciplined In the sense of working Is They both think I'm from poor families But they're not rich families They're just like you know Typical simple middle class families But they worked really hard To get whatever they have today And um, they didn't depend on their parents Is what I'm getting at And that involved a lot of risks yeah of so course. many and you know as a kid sometimes you don't understand but as you get older you're like oh so this was said or this was done because of whatever mm-hmm. um, yeah and so i i went to a couple of schools i went to boarding school and i was like in grade seven i went to high school boarding school for four years all girls' school hated it catholic school too i keep on telling my mom like those are the four years i lived in denial because mm. she really wanted me there. But it was like a top-performing school. What that, do you mean you were Actually, that was the only reason I was in that school. It's a top-performing school. And how you get chosen into high school is your grades. So if you get good grades, you, you know, you get called to a good yeah. school. And that's how I ended up there. And so... But I hated it. Like, my mental health was so messed up. I didn't even know it was referred to as mental health when I was there. You know? I didn't okay. know anxiety and yeah. like all these t- yeah. terms. But I just knew something was off. And yeah. I think that was actually how i changed slowly because i just became very withdrawn and i was like i just hated being there how old was i Mm. 14 to 17. Mm. is that four years in hindsight yeah i would have changed a lot of things anyway but you know there was a reason i was there and i met incredible people who i'm still friends with to today so that's awesome um yeah and then i left i did a diploma i went to another school for two years so all these schools are private school except the high school because good schools, are actually public schools, high schools, not necessarily, but it's a bit strange. Like the Kenyan system is really messed up. If I, I, start I tried explaining to look it, up, uh, like <laughs> I even looked up the
0: diploma because I was like, you would have done that after like at 17?
1: so I did that yeah after yeah. I left the school I went oh my god you actually you really researched uh, <laughs> good but job like, how yeah does, how does this work? you found the blog you found the school you tried out a sub education system yeah so after after I did high school I went to um, I went and did my diploma in music tech which is BTEC music mm. business and technology music uh, which is in another high school Which is a private school yeah. Which is probably what you were trying to figure out yeah, But it's like, a British does- curriculum school yeah. So it's a bit different Because then high school goes to like year 13 So yeah. I did year 12, year 13 Before moving here um, But essentially form 4 of Kenyan system Is equivalent to a year 13 Yeah. So I kind of went back to school twice Which I didn't mind I enjoyed it, it was music I was also pretty young to like You know, leave the country So I I was like, I ah, might as well. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely another motivation. I really th- thought I was gonna go to the UK, but I was like, nah, Why did you end up I'm not coming to Melbourne? I just didn't want to follow my peoples, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I knew if I went there, I was not gonna change. Because the thing is, you just go; it's the same people, a different place. To UK, the UK to UK, yeah. So I just went to go somewhere else. And my mom was in love with Australia for some reason, or oh, she'd been told it's a good place to study. That's what what she'd been told. She kept saying, I hear it's a good place for study. She was
0: like, I'm like, you've never even
1: been to Australia, man. But I was like, you know what? It's fine enough. And the uni SAE that I wanted to go to, whatever I chose to go, was here. So I was like, oh, it's the same institution. So school. Yeah, that's how I ended up in. And it was between Melbourne and Sydney and Perth. But please, Perth. (laughs) Oh, God. Perth. So it was between Melbourne and Sydney. And yeah, somehow I did my research, but quite frankly, I don't know how I chose Melbourne i think it was just intuition i was like okay cool let's go because it was really tied between melbourne and sydney yeah um there was not too much of a difference like now i know the difference that yeah. i'm here but like you know looking in from the I'm outside going. um moving, and, like, and i ended up in Melbourne. It? that's that's a quick summary of my life i think in
0: a lot of ways your upbringing does shape who you are mm-hmm. and you talking about how your family was you know middle class your parents were really hardworking, and that's the only way that they were able to put food on the table for you guys and mm-hmm. and give you those those things that they probably couldn't have. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, especially here. There's a lot of migrant families. Yeah. Um, it's really hard for some parents to do what they do for us. And I think I can see that in the way that you are, the way that you carry yourself. You talked about creating purposeful work and I forgot... Ah, yeah. It was on one of the interviews you did on 3CR. hmm Last year, you realized that your work, you wanted it to be purposeful. Yep. How have your experiences shaped your work? What What is purposeful work? What is meaningful work?
1: My experiences, it depends on the work that I'm doing, I, I suppose. Like... I guess like assimilate specifically, yeah, that was highly based on life experience. Like, in fact, all the stories we told were all our stories, like based on our experiences. And of course, it wasn't all of it; it was just most of it. With the podcast, a lot of the time, there's a lot of references to like things that happened that are on there. Like, oh, like when this happened, blah 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 blah. So yeah, there's definitely a huge, huge part of of my life involved with with my work because. A lot of times I just represent what's around me or um, my experiences actually artistically. And then purposely uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I think purposely it was it was what I was talking about before where you know you feel like you need to be doing something what what do you need to be doing? like what is that? and mm. why you why are you doing it? Getting the yeah. why out of the way is probably the most difficult thing in my opinion as of a creative project is figuring out the why but once you figure that out trust me everything kind of falls into place because there's you know sometimes you get ideas but you you can't figure out why those ideas are and I always write down my ideas and they most times they don't make sense and you know you can want you can have a complete let me say you you can have a complete vision of what you want to do but still don't know the why Mm. and until you figure out the why that work is not going to go how you want it to go because you know you're giving it to people but what are you giving them you know you're not just giving them the experience like what 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 do you want them to get out of it or what do you want to communicate yeah because as an artist you're responsible for the work you put out yeah always always even if you're putting it out for yourself you need to figure out you know what you want to put out where you want to put it out and the reasons because without the why, you can't figure out who you're making it for yeah you know what i mean like who's your audience actually who's your target because your audience is not always your target either yeah. you can't talk about racism and take it to people of color mm. like bruh that's their lived experience mm. you're not telling mm. them anything new True. that's why the why is important that's just a pretty vague example but sometimes we also want to say a lot of stuff but we need to figure out whether it's necessary how we want to say it is important as well um and where it needs to be said um, and that and that allows allows work to be purposeful. Mm. It's not just one thing. Like even your why is not the only thing. It's also the way you choose to do it. And literally, you can say the same thing in different places. You can present the same work, but it doesn't sit the same. If I do a simulate I can't do a simulate in Kenya. It doesn't make mm. sense there. Yeah. Because like what there's a simulation, but it's not. It doesn't look anything close to what we did. Some things are similar, but. It's not the lived experience over there, yeah, that's what course. I mean. And that's why the why is important. I think I answered that question. I don't know. Yeah,
0: you did. <laughs> cool. Can you reiterate
1: who you are? Who I am. Who are I'm, you? Like my introduce myself. Who are you? Bruh, who am I? Well, I my name is Daisy. Nduta. Nduta is how you pronounce it. Hi, yeah, a lot of people mispronounce my name. I hate it tell is how you say it. If you can't say it, it's fine. Just ask how you say it. How do people say it usually? God, let's not get into it. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, know I, nah. like I was named after my grandma. So it's like, it's not just a name. And that's mm. why it's annoying. It's like, no, you know, like, is literally alive in me. And it, it means more than just, it's not just a name is what I'm saying especially to you white people anyway uh my name is (laughs) daisy Nutta. i am i am i am an artist i have of different forms i guess i'm a creative producer i am a podcaster i'm an audio engineer what else do i do oh i'm slowly getting to curating not in any particular order of those things um and i perform sometimes just so you know, she does a bit of everything. Sometimes. That's all you need to right, know. Right, just give me work. And if I can do it, I can do it. Like, She'll I'm try for it. She'll yeah, try. I'll try. And if I think I'm capable of doing it, I'll do it. And I mean that, like, literally. So, I'm not joking about that. Thanks for coming on the show, Daisy. Thank you
0: for having really me. Really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be sitting here and talking with you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Conversations in Colour. If you haven't already, feel free to subscribe to this podcast. If you took something of value away from this conversation, I would love to hear it. You can leave me an audio message on the Anchor app or shoot me an email or message on social media. Until next time, I'll catch you in the next episode of Conversations in Colour.